Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Business Of, a show about the people and businesses that make Tucson great. New episodes air every Sunday morning on Arizona Lotus Corp stations. I'm your host, Melissa Rociano, Communications and Marketing Manager of the Tucson Metro Chamber. The Chamber is the voice of business for our region, and we boldly advocate for a stronger business environment and a prosperous community. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We have Ryan Anderson from Tucson Electric Power, aka TEP. He's the manager of business development, um, and he is going to be talking to us about some awesome incentives and things that TEP is working on that directly impact uh, our business community. So, Ryan, thanks for being here with us. How are you doing? My pleasure to be here. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so Ryan, before we really jump into it, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how it is that you joined TEP? And, and I don't know, are you even from Tucson originally? Or uh, Tell us everything. I am. Um, thank you. Uh, I worked for Mayor Rothschild for a couple of years as his energy and transportation planning policy advisor. Mm-hmm. And it was there I really started digging in how we can better support our small businesses and business communities in Tucson. And it was then I started reaching out to TEP and asking about their energy efficiency programs and their energy programs that can help reduce operational costs for businesses. Um, I was also working with Tucson Water at the time to try and activate more participation in their rebate programs. And so after doing um, work supporting that energy and water nexus and also supporting economic development, you know, business retention, business expansion, mm-hmm. kind of outreach, mm-hmm. uh, TEP recruited me. I, I became a senior key account manager. So I was the liaison between the company and some of the largest customers, Davis Mothin Air Force Base, mm-hmm. Fort Huachuca, yeah. University of Arizona, mm-hmm. the city, the county, uh, all all the school districts, mm-hmm. TUSD, Amphi. And I learned some pretty deep um, uh, programmatic knowledge from supporting those customers because people have all sorts of issues around energy. They want to save energy. They want to save on their bill. Mm -hmm. They want to reduce their carbon footprint. They want uh, to enhance the reliability if they have emergency operations they have to support. Mm -hmm. So after I learned uh, the nitty-gritty of how to support our business community, I I was ultimately promoted into the manager position where I sit today. And we support both existing customers and also economic development. We're trying to bring in customers from outside the service territory to to establish business in in, the, in Tucson. And and we love that. And I, it's like you said, I don't think a lot of people realize how much this topic does impact a a business owner's decision on where they're going to be going. Um, so. Can you maybe touch on that a little bit? What are some things that you've seen when discussing with business owners, like why they would want to go in a certain area or wouldn't? Um, how does that usually work out? You know, for Tucson, we have a couple of areas um, that we really shine. Mm-hmm. So transportation and logistics, mm-hmm. aerospace and defense, yep. medical tourism, uh, renewable energy development, yeah. mining mm-hmm. and mining technologies. So depending on the the kind of business segment and sector you're in, you find uh, those ecosystems that support those focus areas for mm-hmm. us, for example. If you're moving to Tucson and you're a new business, questions that usually come up are, does TEP have the capacity to serve the load that they're looking to, to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Um, do they have the kind of resiliency and redundancy? Do they have the renewable energy offerings to help them meet their energy uh, efficiency goals or their uh, ESG goals, which are environmental, social, and governance goals? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's for big picture businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, for for a lot of the chamber members, um, businesses that are you know medium sized, um, we have a number of energy programs that support reducing their carbon footprint, mm-hmm. uh, reducing their bills, setting up electric vehicle chargers so they can try and capture those type of drivers. You know, yeah. more, more customer traffic in yeah. their in their businesses. Um, and we also have programs you can participate in to uh, procure solar energy. So another way to reduce your carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Happy to go into detail on any of those. Uh, I mean, we will here in a minute. Absolutely. So for some of these, um, you know, incentive programs that you're probably discussing with some of these business owners to help them save this, you know, energy and, the, and obviously a, a lot of money. Uh, can you discuss what those are? Sure. So just to highlight why somebody might participate in an energy program, a lot of people when they think about TEP think about flipping a light switch mm-hmm. or plugging in a device. Yeah. Um, but there's so much more out there that TEP does to support the community. Oh, absolutely. They, I mean, you guys are one of our partners. You, y'all are doing so much work. But continue. Thanks. So, you know, I tell a story first. Uh, EGs, you know, started with two guys mm-hmm. like 1971-ish selling. Uh, their EG out of the back of their truck. Yeah. Right? Now you've got 23 restaurants, 600 employees. Uh, so they've really grown. And as their business became more complex, uh, they started thinking about how you leverage your profits, reduce your operational expenses mm-hmm. to continue to expand. Yeah. So in 20, uh, a couple of years ago, EG's reached out to us and said, do you have any programs that can help us reduce our operating costs. And we connected them with our lighting team. So they did an assessment of all their interior and exterior lighting. Because, mm. you know, you've got lighting for just making a nice environment for your customers. Mm-hmm. You also have safety lighting outside. Oh, absolutely. So they identified 2,000 fluorescent light bulbs who were called T12s, so kind of old fluorescent light bulbs, mm-hmm. the ones that kind of blink. And, yeah. And they replaced them with T8s. Uh, they harvested a $11,000 rebate from TEP. because they replaced all these older, less efficient light bulbs, it led to a $25,000 savings in their energy bills annually. Oh, my gosh. They took that $25,000, they invested it in opening a new store. I love that. They were able to pay off the return on investment because they took our rebate, and then they had to put some capital down to pay for some of the the ballast and some of the bulbs. Um, But they were able to pay the project project paid for itself. The return on investment mm-hmm. uh, only took two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so after that, it's just money in their pocket. Oh, I love that. Um, that And I'm, I, I'm glad you brought up that story because that is a huge number. I mean, I know, you know, when I'm changing my light bulbs, I always have that in mind, but obviously I'm not saving that much money because it's just me and my little apartment. But uh, it's great that some of these business owners can tap into that huge chunk of money so maybe they can expand. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think EG's is in Phoenix now, right? They're, uh, maybe, I think. Sounds right. They're they're getting, they're getting big. So, cool. So we have our, those are the rebates. What else? Um, can I touch on that a little more? Yeah, please, please. You know, when businesses do participate in the energy efficiency programs, you can not only do lighting, you can do HVAC. Mm-hmm. You can do... Um, heat pumps, you can do various motors. We have variable frequency drives. For example, if you have an irrigation system, uh, you know, when you start up the irrigation system, it takes a lot more power to 
get the water flowing to the irrigation system. Once it's already flowing, mm-hmm. it, it takes less energy to keep it going. Mm. City of Tucson uh, was replacing its pumps uh, at Reed Park. Mm-hmm. I overheard actually uh, one of the project managers talking about the project, just happened to be out and about and heard mm-hmm. him talking about it. And I said, oh, are you doing a variable frequency drive? And that is the motor that will adapt to how much power is needed to push that water. Mm. He told me he was. Uh, I connected him with our rebate program. Mm -hmm. They harvested over $100,000 rebate for that. So it makes the taxpayer dollars go further. So what I really want to highlight there is, you know, you have someone like EGs, they take advantage of the program. They reduce their energy uh, usage. They reduce their bill. And when... That helps the community at large because the more businesses that do that, that make their operations more efficient, it becomes cheaper to run the grid. Mm -hmm. It helps reduce the pressure on uh, rates rising over the years. So, and uh, as we know, that's actually just recently happened. the The chamber has uh, has been keeping tabs on that. Um, So, if any of our listeners do follow us on our you know our newsletters, things like that, there has been an increase in water rates, and that. It's been impacting some of our businesses, but it's great to know that TP is kind of there to to help with that process and not make it such a burden. I love that. I don't think, I mean, I wasn't aware of that. That's great. Yeah, it's neat. Thank you. And and beyond just energy efficiency programs, um, we also offer programs like electric vehicles, mm-hmm. charging rebates. That's a pretty exciting one. I mean, I, I, you know, Tohono Chul, I don't know if you know Tohono mm-hmm. Chul, they yep. just installed a couple of uh, level two chargers. Uh, they Their patrons have begun adopting electric vehicles. Yeah. So you also, I think it was Hotel Congress installed some electric vehicle mm-hmm. chargers a couple yep. of years ago. Um, 5151, an office building on Broadway, they oh, installed yeah. a fast charger. You can charge um, vehicles and uh it's incredible how quickly you can charge. Think of the lightning charger on your iPhone. Uh-huh. You know how the old one you had to charge overnight and yeah. now you can get a charge in like 15 minutes? Yeah. And the reason that business owners put those chargers in is because sometimes their employees have electric vehicles mm-hmm. or their customers do mm-hmm. uh, or they're trying to drum up, actually expand their market share to, to folks who might drive electric vehicles. Yeah, because I can only assume that, I mean, if you're driving around somewhere and you see that, I feel like you're just more inclined to stop and be like, oh, okay, I, I need this right here because it's not like we have them everywhere. So, you know, they stick out and I don't even have an electric vehicle and I see those. Well, Hotel McCoy and Hotel Congress, one of the rationales for installing their chargers was not all hotels have electric vehicle chargers. So it they is really a- They don't. I can't recall if many or if any- yeah. So it's a major amenity. If yeah. you're tra- if you're someone who's traveling from California, for example, mm-hmm. there's a lot of electric vehicle adoption out oh, there. Yeah. And you're going east, you know, you'll decide if you need to charge your vehicle to stay at a hotel that has a charger. Mm-hmm. So it just it gives you that leg up as yeah. well as helping folks reduce the carbon footprint associated with transportation, which yeah. is a larger carbon footprint than energy, by mm-hmm. the way. Transportation is the largest carbon emitter. I believe that. Yeah. Um, and I... Thank you for connecting the dots because I one of the goals that we have for the show here is to do that for our listeners and kind of help people understand how some of these businesses or groups all really tie together to just impact our community in a in a bigger way. So, you know, even what you just said right now, how it's a huge amenity for hotels. That right there is going to impact the tourism industry you know that's huge we 
you know, anyone that needs to rent a car, obviously they need to charge it somewhere. And as we know, we are having a ton of people from California coming into uh, Tucson, Phoenix area. So um, yeah, thank you for explaining that. We, we like to think, keep things simple here, but connect the dots efficiently. Um, so uh, you we talked about rebates. Um, did we go over the assessments and promotions yet? I know you said we could do upgrades for HVAC systems. What else? What else you got? Thank you for bring, bringing me back to that. So I would encourage if anyone is curious about what kind of rebates their business may be eligible for, you go to TEP mm-hmm. and you sign up for a free rebate mm-hmm. assessment. Mm-hmm. So someone will come to your facility. We'll take a look at your lighting, take a look at your HVAC, take a look at whatever kind of variable frequency motors you got, and uh, ultimately tell you what kind of rebates you could harvest. Oh, I love that. So if you're wondering where to begin, you just call the number um, or go to the website and uh, sign up for that free rebate assessment and someone will get it done for you. Oh, that's so easy. I I love that. Um, so what? In, let, let's take a a step back and maybe you can give us some additional numbers and if not that's fine but for some of these rebates um, I'm sure it's it depends on the type of upgrade that these businesses are doing um, but aside from EG's can you maybe give some other stories of the the type of money or amount that businesses have saved because of of this rebate that you guys are offering I mentioned the city of Tucson before about their irrigation pump. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And that $100,000 saving. They also decided to upgrade their street lighting. And this is a number of years ago, but they harvested $2.1 million in rebates um, for oh my street gosh. lighting across Re- major transportation corridors. Wow. Yeah. And you're seeing you know, things happen in other, other sectors as well. Uh, industrial agriculture, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lighting associated with that. So there's a customer working on a rebate right now. Mm-hmm. They... They're looking to maximize their profits mm-hmm. and reduce their operational expenses. So they reached out to us and we sent out one of our um, uh, trusted partners because mm-hmm. uh, we like to see ourselves as the energy partner, not just the utility provider. Yeah. Uh, and so someone went out and assessed the lighting there, discovered that um, by replacing their fluorescent and so- uh, so- sodium uh, lamps, mm-hmm. with high pressure sodium lamps with LEDs, uh, they were able to have 1.5 million kilowatt hours saved annually, which qualified them for a $100,000 rebate. Incentive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, pretty exciting. So I, I, I would just encourage anyone who's listening today to reach out to TUP. You just put in commercial energy efficiency uh-huh. and Google that, Tucson Electric Power, you'll get to the page. And there's a little place where you sign up for the free rebate assessment and you're on your way. I love that. And I... I... I mean, you guys are very much leaning into that term partner um, because it. you're right. You're not just collecting people's money because you're providing a service. You're really working with people and the community as a whole um, because, you know, obviously when we have a larger group of businesses that are doing well, that's going to impact everyone. Um, it. I know it seems simple in those terms but i don't think anyone really thinks of it in that way all the time but yeah you know and and i know i've kind of hit on lighting but i just want to highlight a couple other types of measures uh, you can take compressed air uh, energy management systems those kind of coordinate hvac load lighting loads your exhaust systems motors any type of motors refrigeration uh, and then we also do system test repair so 
there's a pretty comprehensive package that we can we can offer to support businesses. So for things like, so I'm I'm thinking right now of the like restaurant industry. Yeah. Um. You know, folks that have commissary kitchen and you have those big industrial refrigerators, uh, the walk-in freezers, things like that. Do you guys usually? do a lot of uh, workings with that and figuring out how to improve that system a lot. I mean, we have a great restaurant industry here in Tucson, so. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, when you think about uh, our program really highlighting HVAC, refrigeration, and lighting, the restaurant industry uh, and the kind of culinary scene in general is is a prime candidate for, for support. Yeah, love that, great. I also wanted to link it to, you know, you've, a lot of times when you're business owner, you're thinking about profits and losses, you're mm. thinking about how to reduce your costs. But sometimes you also think about customer engagement, kind of the value proposition you, the kind of ethical kind of proposition you offer your customers and your employees. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, I, I've been hearing from business owners that their younger employees are very focused on efficiency because of the environmental stewardship aspect. Yeah. So you can, you can kind of, uh, you can support employee engagement to these types of programs if you're really trying to posture yourself as a business that is um, focused on environmental stewardship, you can even participate in our Go Solar Shares program. Mm-hmm. So the Go Solar Shares program, you sign up for that. It eliminates the PFAC on your bill, which is the purchased power fuel adjustment clause, which is fuels we purchase for coal and natural gas oh, energy generation. I've always wondered what that was. <laughs> yeah, that's the PFAC. That. Okay. Um, and you basically sign up, you subscribe to one of our utility-scale solar arrays. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons that electric utilities are a monopoly is because it's a natural monopoly. When we all put our, pool our money and build out one system at scale, it's cheaper to do it that way than it is to have a bunch of smaller competing electric monopolies. Mm-hmm. We had that model early on in the beginning of this country, and it was highly inefficient. Yeah. And through policy we just, and economics, we decided this is a better way to do it. Yeah. Same applies to... Uh, large utility scale solar arrays. It's mm-hmm. kind of cheaper to build out. Mm-hmm. So if you sign up for the Gold Solar Shares program, you lock a portion of your bill and you eliminate, or you subscribe to that large array. So you can help reduce your carbon footprint that way as well and invest in the energy transition. It's also an exciting program I love to highlight. Oh yeah, can um, so can you give us more information about that program? I mean, I know I've read a little bit about it on some of the the emails correspondence that I've had with uh, TEP, but maybe can you break it down in simpler terms for our listeners? Sure. I mean, every TEP customer is going to benefit from the transition to our renewable energy generation portfolio. So Mm -hmm. TEP itself will reduce our carbon emissions by 80% by 2035. Yeah, if you want to check that out, you just look at our integrated resource plan. We're actually updating that, which also known as an IRP, integrated resource plan, uh, on November 1st. Okay. So if you want to see... And that's going to be on the website? Yes. Okay. So the integrated resource plan is, it's called integrated because you're looking at different resources. you got your natural gas energy generation, so big turbines that's been powered by natural gas combustion. Mm-hmm. You've got the coal plants that are up in Springerville, and then you have a lot of our solar arrays, huge utility-scale solar arrays. we got... 100 megawatt system at South Wilmont. It's on about 1,100 acres, and we got 30 Whoa. megawatts of energy storage there. Okay. 
We just announced a 200 megawatt, 800 megawatt hour energy storage system that's going to be at one of our substations. Um, we have a 250 megawatt wind farm out in New Mexico. It's basically the size of Manhattan. That's how large the oh my campus God, for those. Massive. Yeah. So we integrate all those resources, uh-huh. those generation resources into a plan, our uh-huh. integrated resource plan. And so every customer, if you're a TEP customer, you're going to benefit from our move to renewable energy. You know, mm-hmm. the cost savings associated with that, the resiliency associated with that. If you want to go further, faster, if you want to, if you want to be 80%, 90%, 100% renewable energy um, and eliminate your carbon emission footprint, you can participate in the Go Solar Shares program. Again, you go to our website, go to the Clean Energy tab, f- submit the application, and then we'll give you a call and start working with you getting your services signed up. You can also participate in a new tariff we have, which is called the Green Energy Tariff. Mm-hmm. This allows customers to seek REC retirement. A REC is a renewable energy credit, so it's generated okay. by solar yeah. or wind. Also hydro and a couple other renewable uh, energy generation assets, but we focus on solar and wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can retire those on your behalf so that you have an accounting to show that you're, you're carbon-free with your business. Oh, I love that. So you're kind of just like validating that portion of their business. And like I said before, we love to simplify these things and and connect the dots for folks. Why does TEP do this? Like, what is the the point? Why should people care? (laughs) Thanks for asking. So like our energy programs where we're trying to support people, reduce their operational costs and um, increase their efficiency, uh, we developed a lot of our programs around Go Solar uh, Shares and Go Solar Home uh, and our green tariff because we've we, we study our customer base, and for, for example, our top 100 largest customers, you know, the city of Tucson, mm-hmm. the county, um, Davis-Month, and mm-hmm. uh, Raytheon, 100% of those customers have what are called environmental, social, and governance goals. Mm-hmm. It's kind of goals that are focused on corporate citizenship. Yeah. And when you look at our top 300 largest customers in the TP service territory, about 80% of those customers have environmental social governance goals. So you're seeing customers think about their overall impacts. It's part of their strategic kind of community engagement. So we developed these programs in response to that customer interest, Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that while we're always focused on being reliable, number one, affordable, number two, uh, and safe, uh, we've begun to expand our purview to also capture that strong customer interest in kind of environmental stewardship, mm-hmm. um, community impact. We do a lot, uh, a lot of investment in philanthropy. Oh, yeah, you guys do. Yeah, you do. And I a, believe uh, TEP is actually one of the sponsors of this show, so thank you. Nice, <laughs> yep. And, and uh, there's a lot, of invest- a lot of focus on volunteerism. I myself sit on two boards, mm-hmm. um, Educational Enrichment Foundation, which supports the teachers and students of TUSD, and the Step Up to Justice, mm-hmm. which offers free, uh, free civil legal aid to families in need. So mm. it's a strong spirit of volunteerism at TEP as well. Yeah. And I, but I also love that, I mean, yes, we have businesses that that stewardship program there is, is really important, um, you know, not just from an ethical basis, but I love that TEP is going beyond just, you know, do this because it's just good for the planet. You know, it, it makes sense, you know, when you're, you partner with our business community, it, 
you're helping save water, you're, uh, you know, increasing the efficiency of energy, like ultimately all of this. And it's like you said, why it's such rather than having these little individual uh, utility companies, um, this is this is much bigger. This is something when we're all connected in this sort of same same way, then ultimately the the business community as a whole is just going to prosper from it. Um, and everyone saves money. Who doesn't like saving money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I kind of want to highlight two things. Just to close a loop on the energy efficiency programs, mm-hmm. just want folks to know that if you reach out before the end of October, there's a promotion going on right now where it's an additional 25% on top of the standing rebates. Oh, yeah. So oh. if you're if you're curious, if you wanted to check into it, now is the time. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I just wanted to highlight is that every year TEP does what are called Go Green Awards, where we try to recognize the businesses and community members that have taken additional steps, mm-hmm. um, just to be more efficient, to um, to think a bit more holistically. So. We can't announce the winners yet, mm-hmm. uh, but that'll be happening in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, and you can does that to... happen every year, by the way? Yes, it does. Who was the Who was the winner last year? I'm curious. Well, we do a, a number of categories, about five categories. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. Um, so it's pretty, and you can find all that information on our website. But uh, it's something I I enjoy. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Um, I love that, and I love that our businesses get that recognition. Um, well, we we're cutting it close to time, but Ryan, is there anything else that you want to share, um, with our listeners and for those listeners that are just tuning in now, um, you know, Ryan has done a really great job at kind of connecting the dots as to why these, uh, programs that TEP offers really does such a huge justice to business here in Tucson and why it is so important. But is there anything else that you think they should know? I just want to say, if you have any questions, reach out. TEP sees itself as a trusted energy partner to the community. I mean, it really is. You guys, I mean, I've worked in enough agencies, nonprofits, now the chamber. um, And every event, every sort of project initiative, you guys are really involved in there. Um, So we love TEP. You guys are amazing. So thank you. And thank you, Ryan, for being here. It's I love learning all this stuff. I'm such a nerd, even though like sometimes I don't understand it, but I love hearing about it. I love to hear how, uh, you know, what Tucson is doing to to just be a better steward of the environment. So thank you. Thank you, Melissa. It's great to be here. Yeah. So uh, for those of you listening um, or if you missed part of this, make sure that you go to our website. That is TucsonChamber.org. Uh, and you can find um, previous episodes. You can also ch- check out our latest events uh, and view our business directory. Uh, we have a couple of events coming up soon that you can check out. We have our Coffee and Contacts, uh, which is a networking event for business owners. We have um, uh, issues or I'm sorry, workforce on tap. Um, we're going to be discussing some amazing topics about including our uh older workforce um, and some things that we can do to support that uh, diversity of individuals. And then, um, yeah, make sure that you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, You can find all the information on there. And lastly, before we go, I would like to remind everyone, um, make sure to vote. Please go to our website. You can see 
uh, our candidate evaluation. Um, you can see a lot of the the different initiatives and propositions that we are pushing. Um, a lot of it. Even Ryan right now has mentioned some of the things. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about some of the water rates and and TEP. Uh, even though it you know it might not seem it at first, it it's all connected. It really is. So make sure you you check out the website, get that information. Make sure you vote November 7th. Very important. Thank you everyone so much for listening and have a wonderful Chamber of Commerce Day.